Gabriel Please the Crown podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know you have a choice in podcasts and you chose mine. You made the right decision because today I am so excited. I am so excited to introduce today's speaker. This gal has a unique perspective on leadership that is helping leaders across the country unlock unprecedented success. I love that music to my ears, mixing her tough beginnings, which I can't wait to dive into with rapid success in food, retail, finance industries, and city councilwoman all by the age of 30. Come on, girl. (laughs) Uh, Allison discovered the power that comes when leaders truly understand the connect with them, connecting with themselves and diverse people. Now she guides leaders at all levels to master practical actions necessary to improve performance, increase loyalty, and ignite employee engagement, creating and breeding ground for success you crave. I mean, every leader you guys should be lining up. She is based out of Kentucky. She's a wife, a mom of four, deserves a medal for that too, and a leadership author. She's written Level Up, as you can see in my background. Um, and she's a speaker and a trainer with Van Hooser Associates. Welcome, Allison Van Hooser. Thank you so much, Lisa. That was a mouthful and you killed it. I mean, killed it. That, I didn't want to leave. You know, it's so funny. It's like when I do intros, I just like, I get, I want to know all the stuff, all the parts, right? And some things are like, oh, that line take out, that line take I wanted everything in there. You, first of all, I'm obsessed with you. And let me tell you why. You are creating a culture in our country, in your messaging about people leveling up. This is why I got into coaching. Like, this is why I do what I do. To think that we could be a part of something that helps people go to the next level. And I don't care if it's a toe. I don't care if it's the whole leg. I don't care if we cannonball. The fact that you are talking about people leveling up, I'm in and I love it. And I'm so thankful for you to be joining us here today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited. Awesome. So we're just going to dive right in. All right. So first of all, congratulations on your book, Level Up. I want everybody to check it out, read it. I want to keep you accountable with that. Um, You talk about through your trials and tribulations as a child, it really helped you grow as a person. Also a big part of this level up in this business development. Can you explain a little bit to us about your childhood and like how you got where you are today? Yeah, so I'll say first, for anybody listening to this, I believe that the way that we grew up and the experiences that we have in the world, those are set or those set us up to help other people. And so when I look back at my life, I can even say where I am today that everything I went through, and it's crazy to even see it show up, you know, just weeks ago. I got chills on my arm saying it, how There were situations in my life that prepared me for what I'm doing today. So I'll say that first of all. So we all have a story, but my story is I grew up without a mom. She left whenever I was really little. And so I lived with my dad and my dad, I love him and he's a good man, but he struggled with addiction for my entire life. Mm -hmm. And when I was 13, he just left. And so I moved house to house and got through high school and put myself through college and graduated early. And, you know, I worked in lots of different industries. You named all of those different industries by the time I was 30. But it's because from a young age, I had to learn to take ownership of my success, whether it was figuring out how to put food on the table for my brother and my sister and even my dad 
or if it was just taking the next right step to get through the day in high school when I didn't know where I was going to be going after the day was over. It's all of that that allows me now, even as an entrepreneur, to keep going when things like COVID crush the market and when life just gets hard as a mom of four. It's those things that set me up for today. And I think that that could be said for probably you and everyone else listening to this. If we stop and think about it, our story sets us up for where we're in up. A hundred percent. I always say to my, my students, new people that come in that we're products of our past. We, we do there. It plays such a role, you know, in our lives. And I too came from parents divorced when I was four months old and a dad that I just didn't connect with or see, you know, often. And there was a lot of like struggles in my life. And people always ask like, where does that drive come from? And it's like, I'm, I, that driver really does ignite from that past. There's this little girl in me inside. And I'm like, I got you. I got you. Yes. And I will take care of us. I got you. Like I, it's, I mean, we can go on for days, but I just want to tell you, thank you for sharing that because people think like people who write books and people who are coaches and people who are actors or celebrities or whatever that like everything's so great and perfect. And that they don't realize part of that stem, that drive, that, that awakening really does come from that experience. Like, you know, truly, even though it's like, oh, it'd be, I'd be really cool. I've never had it before. Like a whole family has dinner at the table as I was young growing up. I do it as a parent now, but it's like part of that experience really shaped my, me just like your experience shaped you, mm. you know? Just, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, your messaging is about leveling up, you know, next level. I say it all the time in my program. What does that mean to already successful people? You know, how do you level up a killer? How do you level up a CEO? How are you leveling, leveling up, you know, somebody who's hosting three people to a team? You know, how, how are you doing that? What, what mechanism is in there creating that level up? So the first thing I even start off talking about this in the book is laying down the law. And I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but in the South, if we say lay down the law, if you're watching this on video, it's kind of like lay down the law. Like I'm about to tell you how it is. That's not what I mean when I say lay down the law, at least not to another person, but more so for yourself. So when we talk about people who are already successful, if we say CEOs, if we're talking about executive levels, if we talk about people who are killing it in sales, where I start is laying down the law. Do you know who you are and are you good with who you are today? What do you want? And maybe someone is killing it professionally, but their personal life and they're struggling. And so we have to reprioritize goals. And maybe that means that your, your professional goals change so you can, you know, live up to those personal goals that you have. So when we're talking about already successful people, how do you level up? The first thing would be, do you have your priorities in order? And we each have our own priorities. Family life might be really important to someone and professional life might be more important to someone else. And both of those are okay, but we need to make sure we have those in line so we don't end up in a place in our life where, and we're living with regret and we're wishing we had done things differently, wishing we had been more present with our kids or with our spouse or shown up better for our employees or, you know, served a customer at a whole deeper level than just whatever the product was or whatever it was you were trying to get them to buy. So Already successful people, I will peel back the layers and say, what is it that creeps up whenever you have a moment of silence to yourself? And then that's how you level up. 
You may chase a whole different path or you may go hard on that goal you've already been working at. That's leveling up, focusing on your goals and taking the next right step. I like how you said the priorities. I like how you said the priorities. It's been really weaving in recently for me. And let me tell you why. I personally think people get priorities and their why a little bit mixed up or a little bit like, because it's a priority now becomes the why. Mm. And I've been doing work about that because like me, my pri- my priority, my num- my, my kids, my kids and my husband, right. The big priority to me, that's my top. But when someone says, what's your why my answer can't be my kids right? It, to me, they're encompassed in the why, because the why is the driver that gets people up, that gets people to the level of a CEO that gets that hard work ethic going. And a big part of that is for like everyone to figure out that drive and don't confuse your priorities, break it down, go more granular, go more in it, you know? And so I love that you said that because people want to know, how are you helping these big players, these big producers or these big leaders, right? When you say the priority word, you know, and the goals, you get that fine tuned because a lot of the listeners are working with big producers in our industry and they feel a little inferior of going after people who already got it going on these big businesses and stuff, you know, business money is like this, Allison. Yeah. So I, like how you said that, that that's something that's a priority to you, you know, um, as an influencer, as a coach and like just really inspiring people, you're, you're really tapping into that priority. Um, and which is a great tip. You guys write that one down, because if you can help someone spend more time with their kids, more time on, you know, on some vacations and that money still comes in and they're happier and they're healthier and they're more balanced. You win. I love it. Preach it, Lisa. I totally agree. I love that. So there's a part in your book, you talk about three critical categories, because I really love when people kind of break down their messaging. I, I, I'm a coach that doesn't like anything vague. I don't like anything vague. So I love that you did this. You broke these down into three categories and I want to tap into each one because you made me so curious. Just, you know, I got the level up book. Thank you so much, Mary Lee, you're rock. Um, and I'm diving into this thing. So number one, you say three critical categories. One is you, which is like, I just, you should see my, you guys can't see it, but the, you know, streamers and everything just went off. Yes. Yes. The you Y O U category two, the hard shift category. And then three, a better game plan. And I mean, literally you're speaking my language. Okay. People <laughs> probably be like, do you get that from coach? Um, because the you, I just have been emphasizing, especially through the pandemic has just been so much more increased. I almost think, don't you think like the pandemic has just helped us to right. Be better leaders and coaches, influencers and speakers, because it's helped us to get really more into certain things. So anyway, I'm, I'm passing the mic. Can you give us a little color on these things? Yes. So first part, you, that's a perspective shift. You said, you know, hasn't the pandemic sort of helped us all as a people? And I would say, yes, it's given a lot of people a perspective shift. That's one of the reasons that we're seeing so many people leave the workforce right now is because they're changing careers. They're doing something different. There has been a massive global perspective shift on what's most important in this whole thing of life. But the thing that I talk about when I talk about you is number one, taking ownership, because 
at the end of the day, if you have a purpose, if you know your purpose, if you know your goal, the key to making that happen is you. There are going to be people who stand in your way. There's going to be obstacles to overcome. There's going to be times where you have to remap and figure out a different way. But ultimately, it comes down to you. And one of the things I talk about in that first you know, part of the book is being willing to say what's possible in this season. Because the hustle culture where you don't eat, you don't sleep, all of that in order to crush the goals is leaving a lot of people empty spiritually, mentally, physically. But I believe that if we look at our goals and we look at them in seasons, then we can say what's possible for me in this season. Maybe overall I want to achieve X, Y, Z, but in this season I have to stick with ABC and be cool with that and know that there are going to be seasons where you have to pivot and remap and redo, but ultimately you have to own that. And when you own it, then you can sleep at night. You can have less stress. You can be okay with where you are and working on the goal in the season that you're in. So that's the first one. Go ahead. Oh, I just hustle culture. That's a sticky note up on my head. You said hustle culture. That was so good. I think was it? <laughs> What are I you thinking? I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm just thinking from the people that I know and you know what I see mainstream. Like, no, I want to do a podcast on that. I did as a sticky note to remind me. I want to do a podcast on that hustle culture. We there is a belief people like trying to grow, get up the level that that you know you have to not sleep and work morning noon and night and forego vacations and you can't go to your kids ball game and also you nailed it with that line you know i just i love that so much cuz that is such an old you know i don't even know i just know i grew up in a hustle culture and that was my I lived in LA and it was grind 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 and yes. lost so much memories and experiences because of that. And that just like right in my head. I won't go full nerd on you, but I do a lot of, a lot of research and a lot of speaking on generations and where that hustle culture came from. If we think about the big baby boom, there's all these boomers back in the day, very few jobs. It's all, I'm gonna work weekends, holidays, whatever to get ahead. But then they showed up and Xers came into the world and said, hey, mom and dad, you missed out on birthdays. You missed out on ball games. Not really worth it. And so now we see some Xers and millennials saying, hey, we need balance here. Hustle culture is not where it needs to be. So That's so good. Chill. I know. I got cold chills too, Lisa. What are you doing to me? Oh, but let me, let me finish on that thing. So we said, um, you take ownership. Then we talked about a hard shift. I think one of the things most people get wrong in the workforce, standing in the way of their success is being willing to adapt to the people around you. We've got that popular hashtag, you do you. And so people think I'm going to show up as me. I'm going to do me. Everybody better like it. They better buy it. And I'm saying, hold on. We need to adapt what we do to meet the people we're trying to serve. That's how we'll connect and we'll be able to have a win-win relationship. So that talks all about understanding different people. And we talked whenever we first started this about where does, you know, my story growing up fit into this. My dad went to rehab multiple times whenever I was growing up. So I lived 
for months in different places. And there were times where I lived with people in country club heels. And then there were times where I lived with people who didn't have electricity or water. And what I've, what I did during that time, it was just instinct taking over was focusing on what are these people doing? What's making them tick? Are they getting closer to where they or I would want to be? And so when we talk about a hard shift, taking the focus off of us, putting it on other other people, figuring them out and adapting what we do. I think that's where we can achieve success bigger than we can even imagine. I have something to add. Add it. I think Hard Shift is your next book. You think? I think if I do it, I'm going to have to write, thank you, Lisa Cram. You called (laughs) it on October, 2021. Okay. So tell me. Want to shout out in it. What is the exclamation point on that for you? Because there might be somebody who needs to hear it twice. (laughs) I love that so much. What sticks out to you when I say that hard shift? Is is the part of your childhood, which growing up without a mom and a, you know, and, and a dad who, you know, was there, right. To have that experience. And as a child to have the perspective of being that chameleon in those situations, adapting, seeing what clicks all your little, your little like notes, your little cliff notes, your little things as a kid, I almost can see you sneaking into a pocket, you know, of like taking down these notes of observing and then making your next chess move based on the, that adaptability. I just think that is so critical in dating in in adapting to, you know, someone who's going through a divorce in workflow or workspace or being a leader. I just think there's so many things that that just triggered up. I wanted to hear more. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad that that struck and I'm glad you can see the correlation of how that works in business and even in your personal life. Mm-hmm. And then that final step, and I've heard you talk about this on previous episodes of your podcast, is all about taking action because there are a lot of people with hopes and dreams and ideas, but man, very few willing to step up, take ownership and actually make it happen when things get tough. It's, it's the home run messaging. You know, people are saying, I'm looking for the secret sauce. I want the, give me the, give me the recipe coach for success. It's, it's your number three. It's taking massive action having a better plan and executing. And what are your thoughts around that? Like where, where's your, where do you center on that? So the first thing I'll say is you have to be super clear on who you are and what you want. And then you have to know your audience. So you know how and when either to or not to adapt, because I'm not about changing who you are, but if it means you maybe change your hair or um, hold back the accent a little bit, like all of those little things no, in order to connect with somebody, if you hold back the tears in a meeting, whatever it is, it's those little things that is, if you focus on the next right step, it doesn't become so overwhelming. Now in Level Up, we take a really um, laser focus from a business perspective. How should leaders be apologizing to people? Um, how can you learn stories about the people around you to give you answers and a roadmap on how to delegate and empower them? So it gets really granular from a business perspective in the back of that book. But ultimately, Lisa, I tell people, oftentimes people know the next right step. They're just not doing it. That's right. That's so focus job. on what is the next right thing right now, whether we're in covid and th- life is crazy. And now you're homeschooling kids and doing all the things. If you still got a goal that you feel passionate about, what's the next right step? Maybe it means staying up one more hour, 
to send 10 more emails or whatever it is. Or maybe the next right step for you, if you're trying to show up in a new way for your kids, is getting an extra hour of sleep that morning. But you have to be crystal clear on who you are, what you want, and then you can know the next right step. I feel like we're, we're sisters from another, you know, mom. <laughs> We may be, we may be, you know, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. And that is like, I am so adamant about who, who are you? And I feel like growing up, no one ever asked us that nobody ever asked me that. So I had a disconnect between me and Lisa crown, you know, I didn't know her not even love her because I didn't get it. You know, I didn't understand. And it's like that question. I don't care if you do nothing else today, my listeners, just write down, who are you? Write it out, write everything out, all those things. Cause if that isn't clear, all the other parts are just, they're going to, it just crumbles. It's like that clarity is the, is an, unlo- is an unlock. And I I'm always looking for the unlock. And so thank you so much for, for saying that and sharing that. Where were you 44 years ago? Oh, please <laughs> let me, I don't want your listeners to miss this. You had them pause and answer that question. Who am I? I think you made such a good point earlier when you said, you know, your why is different than your priority. So even when you're answering that, who am I question, don't make your who am I titles like I am a mother, I am a wife, I am a business professional, get deeper. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that you added that in. So thank you. Okay. Pause this back and then write that down and then come back because we got more for you. I love how your book isn't some like random motivational book. You like make a point to really say that, but it's like better yet a tool that's refreshing. Nice edge. That was very clever, right? Because we do say motivational books, self-help books, do, 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 do. You're like, no, this is a tool. And I really loved it. How is it used as a tool? And what will your audience gain after reading it? So for me, as a millennial, I grew up on Google. I grew up saying like, how do I do this? And it will give me step one, two, three. And now I can go on YouTube and say, how do I do this? And it's going to give me the 30 seconds I need. And that was the mindset I had going into this book. Like, how can I make each chapter give people a step one, two, three? So even chapter one, maybe it's chapter two, we go into lay down the law and I walk you through step one, two, three. Chapter four or five, there's an adaptability matrix that you can work through on where do I need to adapt? There's chapters in there that walk you through. I mentioned a minute ago, three steps to apologizing. I wanted this to be something that somebody keeps in their drawer or keeps on their phone that they go back and they read like, oh, I'm about to have this issue. Let me go back to those steps that Allison said so I can make sure I get these in order and get them right. I didn't want it to be, you know, just a fun read on the beach somewhere. I wanted it to be something that, you know, changed the way people move so it could change the results they got. Because, and you are inspiring us to take massive action, which is the ultimate. If the people do the action, they get the result. So it was a brilliant, I just want to tell you, brilliant tactic and messaging on calling it a tool. And it is just that. So very good. Thank you. You know, uh, you're a mom of four, which is unbelievable. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I got two and I, I question my sanity at times. So four, that's amazing. You're a businesswoman, you're an influencer, you're an author your wife, how do you balance it all? Lots of salespeople that are listening and they're out there. We struggle with this, you know, um, what's your best advice for people who really want to, to balance it? 
I feel like the only reason I can speak about this is because I got it wrong early on. Mm-hmm. Like when I had my first two kids, I was chasing all of these things right out of college, all of this success that I thought I wanted, things that I thought that I needed to do in order to get where I wanted to be. And I ended up in a place where I thought, man, I've missed out on so much time and being more present and more patient in experiences that this isn't worth it. I have to shift my thinking. And that that moment, one of those moments actually came from my neighbor. His name is Barkley. And Barkley is outside. And if he listens to this, he'll die. But Barkley was outside working on his yard. This was in my early 20s. So I had one or two babies at the time. And Barkley's yard looked amazing. I mean, the green grass that sticks up this tall, it's edged by the sidewalk, flowers blooming, everything. And I was struggling at my house, struggling. So we're both outside. We're meeting each other in the yard. And I told Barkley, or I said to Barkley, how do you have time to make your yard look like this? Ours is, does not look like that. And he said, Allison, we're in different seasons of life. You got babies. That's so much more important than having flowers blooming and your grass all cut and even. And I've never, that was such a small Mm -hmm. 20 second comment. And I've never forgotten it because, you know, we're all in different seasons, but what's most important is that we get the most important thing right in the season that we're in. And so for me, I would say my best piece of advice would be let things go. Like, what is it that doesn't matter? You got to see this. I want to see it. I want to see it. on my desk. Oh, oh my. We are sisters from another whoever. That's insane. I love that. Oh, yeah. She reminds me every day. I love that. Elsa, if somebody's just listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they're just listening to the (laughs) It's Elsa I pulled out, y'all. They all know my Elsa doll because... And my kids come in, Mama, can I have Elsa? Oh, no, no, no. No, she is symbolic <laughs> for relenting shit. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Letting things go. And that can be hard um, because sometimes you have to let good things go. You know, I had, we, we don't take on as many opportunities to serve in our church as we used to. Um, we figured out what's most important. Where can we make the biggest impact? And we shifted what we do, what we did in order to allow us the freedom to pursue professional stuff. So, my best piece of advice would be let things go. And you had Elsa to prove it. I, right. Oh, that gave me the chills, you know, and then is very much needed. Thank you. I needed that. You know, we all needed that. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Let things go. I love it. I, um, can you tell us where we can order your book from and, you know, how we can, you know, get in touch with you. People have big teams or CEOs or CEOs listening or top leader, uh, sales manager. You know, we have a, a variety of people who listen to the podcast. Tell us how we can find you and, and give us that update. Sure. So if you go to vanhooser.com, V-A-N-H-O-O-S-E-R.com, you can get access to my book. You'll also see lots of other books there from Philip Van Hooser, who is my father-in-law and business partner, books on selling ideas up in organizations. But you'll also see there that we do leadership development training with teams. So if you're watching this and you're managing or leading a team, or maybe you're at the bottom of a team and you want to lead up, either way, there's likely ways that we can help you connect with the people around you in a way that will transform your success. 
Love that. Thank you so much. You guys have got to get this book. I am so excited to read this tool, right? I don't even yes, know. I this love tool, it. Yes. This tool, it's going to help me. So thank you so much. Um, I'd like to close in this. In life and or in business or even both, what do you know for sure? That if you focus on your purpose and you own it, you won't regret it. Mm. I love that. It took me a long time. I was thinking, you know, what fits work in life? And when I thought about level up, that's the heart of it. I love that. I think that line you just said right now should be in the next book. You think so? I do, I do. You're going to be looking out for this book. I'm going to have to start working on it it now. I'm feeling it. Okay. I love it. You're amazing. I, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. You are a beautiful light. You have shared so many great tips and nuggets with us today. My team, my students, we're going to be excited to read your book, Level Up. We're looking forward to leveling up. I just want to say before we hang up today, your mom really missed out. You are a beautiful person. You know, you are a beautiful, beautiful person with a powerful messaging and your story has touched us all and all the people that have heard it because it's not easy to rise from having a childhood like that and missing that key part, but she's the one who missed out. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you.